Welcome back to the Ladies of Light podcast. Today we have a very special guest. I've known Kimberly Martini for how long? Like well over a decade. At least since middle school. So it's been a very long time. (laughs) For a long time. So she is a nurse. She is trained in Reiki and she also is a spiritual healer. And we're really excited to have you on our podcast today. I know I'm excited to be here. You're filled with so much wisdom and knowledge. And so one of the first things Kat and I want to ask you is, you know, how did you start your spiritual journey? Well, for me personally, I would say I was always very sensitive to spiritual things around me. I think as a kid, I could just feel energy around me, even though I couldn't really pinpoint what it was or where it was coming from. So I always had that natural, you know, instinctual kind of feel to me. Mm -hmm. But um, as I got older, um, one of the triggering experiences I had was actually the passing of my cousin, which you know, too. So she was young. She was my age and it was unexpected. We were very close and it kind of really set me off to ask a lot of questions in spiritual area. So Mm -hmm. um, once that happened, I really dove heavily for years um, studying a lot of spiritual stuff, watching a lot of, you know, shows and just learning all I could learn, like not realizing um, what gifts a lot of people could have by Mm -hmm. going on the spiritual path too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it definitely triggered me to want to know more. Mm -hmm. That's so fascinating. Yeah. It's funny how when someone, I had a friend pass away when I was um, younger too. And I think that definitely kind of propelled me a little bit more just to like, be like, wow, there's gotta be like, other things out there because this yeah. is stuff that's yeah. happening that's not mm-hmm. there's I'm not making this up yeah same yeah. with yeah. me too when my grandmother yeah. passed away I was so close to her she was like my mother and I had to find another way to connect with her energy and mm-hmm. so I really got into the spiritual path that way so mm-hmm. that makes so much sense yeah and then um so you went down the path of Reiki mm-hmm. um so well, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your training so like what did you do to and then you were saying that you kind of have learned your own rhythm to it now yeah so I mean it was funny because the only reason I stumbled upon Reiki was I actually went to go get a reading by some woman I was more interested in mediumship stuff at this time um which since then I've drifted away from but when I went there she goes you need to learn Reiki and I was like what you know um (laughs) but I was also in nursing school at the time so once I studied Reiki it made sense as to why maybe I should learn this because nursing is all about the physical body and taking Mm -hmm. care of the physical body and recovering so you know I decided to just try Reiki I didn't really know what I was getting into when I started um a lot of people don't warn you Mm -hmm. when you start going down the spiritual path Mm -hmm. of what it actually is going to do and the amount of um, things that you end up encountering that mm-hmm. seem really tough to handle but are ultimately designed to make you shift your perspective on life. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know. I've seen so many like of those like memes, spiritual memes about oh, like yeah. your awakening and like what you think it's going to be like. And then, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it's different. like a picture of someone like looks like, a, like they're all strung out. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's so, just so true. Yeah. It's definitely like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so let's talk a little bit more about Reiki. So, cause some people don't even know what Reiki is, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Reiki's based on like, um, energy centers, our chakras and mm-hmm. just getting a balance and a clearing so that you can function more properly. Right. Like, can you expand a little bit on like how you view just like the whole concept? Yeah. It deals a lot with your auric field. Um, and under the impression that a lot of times we get affected with stuff energetically first Mm 
And then when we don't listen to things that our body is telling us, our mind is telling us, our outside circumstances are telling us, it tends to start to manifest emotionally. Mm-hmm. And then if you, we continue to ignore it, a lot of times it will manifest physically. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed this a lot in people because I have learned how to correspond organs to certain emotional things and parts of the body to certain emotional things. So for example, I do like kind of energetic body scans on people. And for me, the way I interpret stuff is if I feel there's energy stagnant in the right hip, that means they're not moving forward in something in their life. Mm-hmm. If I feel there's energy stagnant in their left hip, it means that they're spending too much time in their past. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of the correspondences that, you know, help too. So for my kind of Reiki that I do, it's a lot of that energetic reading. And then yeah. a lot of times I talk to my clients afterwards and I explain to them, you know, where I felt there was energy off and other things that I was picking up on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe advice on how they could, you know, work through that. Yeah. That's so. so fascinating. Yeah, for All sure. All of this interests me. So <laughs> you were speaking, because we talked a little bit before this, spirituality and what people think it is and what it really is. So can you go into a little more detail about that? Definitely. <laughs> so when I first got into spirituality, um, I was so excited about it. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I finally feel like, you know... I'm in, I'm like, I always thought I was different, you know, in a lot of areas or didn't quite fit in or didn't, yeah. you know, whatever. So once I went into the spirituality, I'm like, oh, this makes much more sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I was all like, yeah, you know, the love and light, the love and light. Mm-hmm. And that only goes so far because eventually you have to face um, parts of yourself that you've tried to stuff down for so long yes. that you've tried to mm-hmm. ignore. There's so many themes you end up coming across along mm-hmm. the way. You have to learn forgiveness. Um, a massive one is faith, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, faith mm-hmm. in yourself, um, in something bigger than you. Um, faith in the way that your life is um, orchestrated and that you may not have all the answers, but it's happening as it should, mm-hmm. which is one of the hardest things to accept. Yeah, Especially if things can't... aren't happening the way you'd like them right. to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And you learn about projection and stuff too mm-hmm. when you project on other people. I think one of the hardest things I had to deal with personally was knowing my own toxic traits people talk about shadow stuff but when you're really looking at like the ugliest parts of yourself you're just like ah like how do I pull myself out of that right yeah that's so true yeah yeah I did a session one time with someone that was um had like more of like a shamanic Mm -hmm. um background and she would describe I forget if they even call it your shadow self but like she basically was describing shadow cat as like this big like swamp monster ogre and like trying to give me like that image of like that that thing needs love even though it's so ugly and I was like uh, <laughs> like how what? how am I supposed to give that love <laughs> yeah but it really does make you do a deep dive and I find that so many people nowadays just try to suppress it with alcohol or drugs and they don't really want to go deep into that yeah. spiritual path and it right. even just in general mm-hmm. like work they, like there you can become addicted to anything besides like facing yourself like workaholics mm-hmm. or like you could be on your phone like there's been several times where I know like I've had like my therapist be like oh are you trying to dissociate by like going oh, on yeah. your phone so much and I'm like Oh, I never thought of it that way, but probably, you Sometimes know. I believe we even create subconscious distractions and yeah. people like, you know, your car breaks down. Sometimes I do think there's some influence of like, ah, I just don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. something happen or whatever. I don't want to face something. Like, I believe that there's a lot of ways um, that we do try to mm-hmm. bypass a lot of these things. And 
I know a lot of people do it because it is a really, really tough thing to handle. Like, when you're really looking at yourself, like, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this is a problem, and this is actually holding me back in life. It takes a lot of consistent, like, work to, like, get to the bottom of those, um feelings and emotions and like Mm -hmm. to continue to face them versus like all right you're tired and you don't feel like doing it anymore and you just kind of turn off yeah and a lot has to do with your subconscious mind too and I know for you like your childhood was a little different I don't know if you want to go into that but all of (laughs) our way to word it (laughs) I know Yeah, same with mine, but I feel (laughs) like I have so many things surfacing now from my childhood Mm -hmm. that I'm finally able to kind of work through, and it's definitely a dance. It's Mm -hmm. not like it happens right away like you always like to say, because sometimes I feel like I've overcame something, and then it comes up again, and you have to like... Usually in a different way, too. Slightly different. It's not the same, but you're older now. You've been through more experiences. You're able to understand more perspective, which means you can utilize tools to get through it but when you're when you're a kid and your parents aren't into any of this and they don't know how to emotionally or spiritually support mm-hmm. you it you have nothing to work with you're just so you sponge. go into trauma response mm-hmm. you know exactly. yeah when you're older now you have the conscious choice to either you know feel it out or use something to kind of assist you to move through exactly you know yeah yeah i was actually thinking about that recently too just in spirituality in general like so many of our generation was raised by like a lot of unconscious people that Mm -hmm. either were super religious or like Mm -hmm. just not religious at all but just in general it seems like the world's slowly moving into like more of you know a do-it-yourself kind of spirituality like learning yourself versus Mm -hmm. like those strict guidelines but we've all been raised and traumatized by like these cycles so it's crazy um to kind of try to like uncondition that for Mm -hmm. sure well they say you carry you know generational trauma too so a lot of people now I think are trying to put a stop to that and try to heal a lot of it that maybe um has not been healed Mm -hmm. right you know yeah I agree with that And so if someone's trying to start off their spiritual journey, what is, you know, some advice that you would give them? Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) Personally, I, what really worked for me was a lot of journaling. So I journal, I'm a words person, I'm a very mental person, like I like to write things out. For some reason, it helps me express. So what I would do a lot of times is I would just kind of write about what I'm feeling in a day, like what's going on, and then... I would write a list of things that I was really grateful for. Mm-hmm. And originally I'd be like, you know, I'm grateful for just what I have. And then I, what I started to do was write what I'm grateful that um, I don't exactly have yet. But mm-hmm. I started to get myself into that mindset. So I yeah. write about that. And then just things that I like desired. What was mm-hmm. funny was I wrote a list of things, you know, like three years ago um, about things that I wanted to have in my life. And, and not necessarily the exact things I wanted, but mm-hmm. the kind of life I wanted to feel around yeah, me. Yeah. Like the kind of environment I wanted, like what I wanted with my kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and it turns out most of it started to come true eventually. Mm-hmm. Right. What it took, though, was a lot of internal work, you know. Yes. Like you said, a lot of people, we run from a lot of the tougher things. And I've spent mm-hmm. my life running from a lot of my mm-hmm. problems. And then... Yeah. But I'm really, like, I want to be the best version of myself that I can be. So I was willing to go through the the trenches to do it. And I'm still working on it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's just a lifelong journey, right? Mm -hmm. You just keep getting better and better. Right. And I think that's an amazing thing because you're a mother as well that I know you've been through so much. And so to heal yourself, you're going to be able to raise your kids in such a different way. So how do you see that difference from when, how you grew up to Mm -hmm. now raising your kids? Well, I think one of the hardest things um, when you are aware of yourself and your, you know, weaknesses and stuff and, and you've had a, 
childhood that maybe wasn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times you see this stuff in your kids. Mm-hmm. So you see them doing behaviors that irritate you because you actually have those behaviors. Mm-hmm. Or your kids really mirror back or, or they even call you out. Sometimes they call you out. They're like, you're being this right now. And you have to stop and think and be like, yeah, that's not really how I want to be talking yeah. to you. So yeah. it's, it's a lot because, you know, you feel guilty and you have like your previous experience in life that makes you... You know, a certain way. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's not easy with kids when you're aware of what's happening mm-hmm. because you want to change it and then you get called out regularly. But honestly, kids say some of the things that you really need to hear. And yeah. I, I think most people don't listen to kids enough. I kids and, you know, sometimes elderly, depending on, you know, mm-hmm. what they're saying. But, um, you know, really, I yeah, think kids. we should do a lot more listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And when I grew up, I was always told that kids should be seen and not heard. Yeah. So that was yeah. like a huge thing I needed to get over because every night at dinner, we, we really couldn't talk. We had to listen to my father like yell and scream and whatever he, toxic traits he was giving off. And we, right, right. So I felt like I didn't really have a voice and it's mm-hmm. taken me a lot to be able to do that. But that's amazing. And I, as a former teacher, I think that's so true how kids teach us mm-hmm. so much every single day. And they're such a reflection of how we treat them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So especially if they have your own genes, like that's yeah. just such an interesting oh, yeah. concept. You where, can see it. Like you're trying to like yeah. heal generationally, but that's like all of a sudden your kid is like mirroring you. Like I mm-hmm. just that's gonna be such an interesting thing to come about. Yes, it's, it's tough. <laughs> it is tough in that area. I I think that I mean for me I feel like I get really hard on myself. So I feel like when you start to put in all that work and then you're still seeing like a little bit of a shortcoming I'd probably like do you ever like beat yourself up oh yeah yeah for sure (laughs) like like, oh I'm a very hypercritical you know person (laughs) with myself I think that's just naturally how I am you know I have this like I could do better it's a Virgo thing yeah but like I could always do it better you know so it's I've spent a lot of nights being like I should have responded this differently but honestly like once it's already happened the best thing I could do is just next time try and catch myself sooner Mm -hmm. and this is um something that's so important with people in general is just staying conscious of everything you do in your life and like why you're doing it and stuff so then you can catch those moments and pay more attention yeah. and that's how you s- start to switch your mindset mm-hmm. and switch energy and change patterns mm-hmm. yeah. It's- yeah it's honestly all patterns mm-hmm. you know people it- do the same things the same routines unless you're willing to stop it and change like you said the energy then mm-hmm. they're just going to keep living and attracting the same things yeah. in their life people also has People also have to be willing to receive the information, too. Mm-hmm. You could say something that makes complete logical sense to someone, and if they're not ready to hear it, they won't hear it in exactly. that moment. And you also have right. to just let that go, mm-hmm. too, because they'll hear it when they're supposed to. I've had plenty of people give me great advice, and I, but my rebellious self was like, no, no. <laughs> and then eventually get slammed. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you were right. right. Then yeah. you hear it. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of scary sometimes, I think, about just the world in general and, like, how turned off so many people are because we're so overstimulated these Mm -hmm. days with just like whether it be I just feel like digital media is coming at us from like all directions Mm -hmm. there's so many people that like there's sometimes where I'm like ultra conscious and like I know like when I'm trying to have a conversation with somebody they're not like all there and it's like you can't force them to be all there it's just like how do I get to them (laughs) like come here but that's what they're trying to do like the media and social media it's all a distraction to lower your vibration and not really you know commit to your purpose and right. follow through with all of that just because there's so many distractions it's meant to influence even like you think of timing of a lot of things like i was told you know if you go on like tiktok and to be honest i've learned a lot on tiktok yeah. but 
I did notice that when um, you're on it, a lot of the videos, like the max, unless you're in live, is like three minutes. Mm -hmm. So they teach people how to hurry up and move on to the next Mm -hmm. thing. So that's why Mm -hmm. a lot of us have trouble focusing for an extended amount of time because things like that. I also was told like, I've never actually seen it, but on the Coco Melon show, like if you guys heard of that with kids and stuff, it changes scenes every certain amount of time to get Mm -hmm. to the next thing and the next thing. So a lot of us have trouble sitting Mm -hmm. in peace and to absorb stuff. I know because I know a lot of the kids at work always really like the Coco Melon show. Yeah. Yeah. That programming. It's a lot of stimulation. So much programming too. Mm -hmm. And I even saw as a teacher, there's so many kids that couldn't sit still at all, Mm -hmm. like even for a few minutes. And it has a lot to do with like what they're eating as well and what they're putting in the food so I feel like it all kind of correlates with each other Mm -hmm. being a mom in this time day and age is really rough because of that like I try to get my kids to eat healthier but like everything has been so far you know influenced that it's Mm -hmm. really tough to decipher what is actually truly healthy and what is the illusion of healthy Mm -hmm. and that's another thing you learn on the spiritual path is discernment (laughs) how to discern what is actually true and what is not Mm -hmm. and that's something that develops over time too and Mm -hmm. who you listen to i think is the biggest thing too it has such an influence on your day-to-day and things that you do i know there's so many out there that are like like projecting false advertisement Mm -hmm. or this or that Mm -hmm. something can say organic but it's like point five zero percent <laughs> like yeah. they find little loopholes yeah. to get away with saying a yeah. certain phrase but it's not really yeah so that's why it's important too like you know yeah. on your day-to-day life you you see how you feel like you know if a tv show says oh eat this this will make you feel better and i eat it and i feel like crap i'm gonna mm-hmm. go yeah i probably am not gonna eat that again yeah you know like <laughs> You have to learn how to trust your body and how your body's responding to a lot of things, too. Yeah. And a lot of people just get stuck in the cycle of, like, not being aware of that made me feel like crap. And they don't really, like, um, put two and two together, like, what it was. So, mm-hmm. like, the more you can kind of um, pinpoint, like, oh, I ate this, then mm-hmm. I felt, like, ener- like my low, like low mm-hmm. energy and, like, mm-hmm. my stomach hurt or this or that. Mm-hmm. You should know that, that that was the issue, but a lot of yeah. people aren't conscious enough to do that. Well, they've um, been trained for so long, yeah. you know? You, you have all this advertisement that's it's like specifically made to manipulate the yes. mind. The people yeah. that post these commercials mm-hmm. are, you know, they know exactly what colors to use, what to say, the certain mm-hmm. phrases, the, the jingles, the feeling, right? So they say a word and it automatically goes to a certain thought in your mind. They, they know how to do that. So my theory on that, honestly, ever since, you know, learning a lot about this stuff is just, if it gets, you know, mass um, attention and media attention, I start to go like, maybe I shouldn't touch that at all. Like yeah. you think about all these, like McDonald's can have all these commercials. They're, they're not a great company. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's mm-hmm. just, anytime something is highly promoted, I start to question it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty yes. much. Anything that the news says pretty much right now, I do the complete opposite. Of. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, or at least just go, that might not be true. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, um, do you have any, like, so for your spiritual, um, healing, um, do you have any, like any cool stories or anything that like, where you've helped someone or anything like that comes to mind where it really made you feel fulfilled? Yeah. Um, I would have to say, you know, I've had a, a few stories of people where I kind of knew like what was going on with them in a session. You know, I could like sort of kind of feel where energy was going in their life. Um, I'm trying to think of a specific example, but I've had a lot of people who just feel super well rested yeah. after doing a lot of Reiki sessions with me and everything, um, or shift their life dramatically after just a simple conversation. Um, I mean, there's been quite a few experiences that. Mm-hmm. 
I know, feel like you're really good at seeing people's blocks and just like you said, yeah. just the conversation and being able to talk to them and not through them, but you know what I mean? Right. To be able to have them switch that pers- perspective. Some people know. like the physical, like, yeah. you know, you do the Reiki on them, they feel mm-hmm. relaxed, you sense something, and then they're in this more receptive mode. When people yes. are paying to see you, they take time out of their day, they're giving something up to get healing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to me, that means that healing in some area, whatever area it's meant to happen, will happen. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when someone is dedicated that much, they're ready to receive it. You can't yeah. force it on somebody. Mm-hmm. And then right. you do the hands-on healing. That gives the physicality of it. And then you give a mental perspective. And then that helps them shift their mindset. Because a lot of changes really need a mindset to back it up. Especially mm-hmm. when you're trying to break a pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? It's all mindset. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it really yep. is. Yeah. And the mind gets so easily influenced. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And that's kind of like a whole, with Reiki, with the hands-on, it's kind of like creating balance with that physical and that mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that comes together as well. Some and, people fall asleep, too. Yeah. They, just, they just need a nap. Yeah. They just need to rest. There's some times where I've had Reiki where I just felt like my, like I was almost like, have you ever done um, the floating where yes. you kind of like yep. are floating? I've had that happen. Like astral where, projection? Yeah, like I oh, felt like yeah, that, yeah. my whole body disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. But there's there's one really specific um, scenario I always think about is um, one of my girlfriends that's a Reiki master. She I go to her sometimes, and her cat is like very un like welcoming, just very skittish cat. You know, mm-hmm. like doesn't really like people. And the second we were done with Reiki, I sat up on her table and I was just like sitting cross legged, and the cat jumped up on my lap and was literally trying to like nuzzle itself into oh my me. God. And then, yeah, it was so funny because they. I remember when I was learning about it, they said that cats are very like psychic creatures, mm-hmm. um, and she definitely picked up on the energy. And then as soon as I got off the table too, she sat right in that spot and was Aww. just like a little like cats love. Yeah, Reiki. <laughs> and they were like, she was like. I'm just gonna sit here and take this all in. And oh, I was like, yeah. that's so strange because she didn't want anything to do with me before. <laughs> that's really funny. So, when you're doing your Reiki sessions, do people have like built up negative energy in like certain parts of their body? Did you notice? I don't want to call it negative. Um, I would say just blockages, yeah, uh, stagnant stuff, um, mm-hmm. things that maybe just got stored that never got fully processed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, people do have quite a bit. And like I said, there's a lot of corresponding stuff I could talk about, like, you know, um, people, this is a common one. They say when there's a lot of energy on the shoulders, it's like burdens, you know, people are holding Mm -hmm. burdens. I can feel when people's minds are all over the place. Like I Mm -hmm. put my hands and I'm like, Oh, they got a lot of thoughts going on, you know? (laughs) Um, knee stuff, uh, usually represents stability and humility as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, sometimes when people, what's getting in their way is pride, for example, you know, sometimes knee issues will happen, Mm -hmm. you know, they need to be humble in some area in their life, you know? Um, so the body really tries to communicate with us when we're actually listening to it. A lot of things around us try to communicate mm-hmm. with us, but you just have to be conscious in your everyday life to mm-hmm. notice it and to pay attention and be able to correspond or at least take note of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I know. It's, it's such a difficult task to do. Like, if you're, everything's so fast-paced now to, like, stop and listen. Mm-hmm. and To be present in the Yeah. Moment. Well, the world is designed to make us sleep or yeah. at least be kind of in a trance of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's hard to get back out of it and be like, why am I going to this job that I hate every day? That's like destroying my body. Mm-hmm. And what changes can I make to get myself out of it? Exactly. You know, and be willing also to take leaps of faith mm-hmm. along the way. I think that's a big thing too, for me, like taking that leap of faith. And mm-hmm. like you said before, your spiritual journey is letting go and surrendering mm-hmm. and just 
having that faith and knowing that everything's working out for your highest power. I think that's been the biggest thing for me in my spiritual journey is just like letting go, surrendering and knowing that it's whatever God or the universe or whatever you think is meant to happen in your life. It's, it's always better. Yeah. Surrender so is better. a big mm-hmm. thing too. And a lot of people have a lot of trouble with surrender because it involves faith in something mm-hmm. bigger than you and that you're being provided for and, and to not have control. fear. Mm-hmm. Letting go of control. Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. is so tough to surrender. It's like, you know, when you're in, you're having an issue with someone and you want to, re, you know, revert back to old toxic traits and stuff and you stop and you say, I might get no credit on this. I might get no validation. Nobody will ever hear about this, but I know that this is the right choice to make in the moment yeah. and just mm-hmm. surrender to it is what it is, yeah. you know, and it's, it's a very hard thing, you know, because a lot of us don't like loss. We don't like to lose exactly. things. And we want to hold on to what we know is yeah. in the physical Yep. Yeah, but I find um, the more I surrendered, the better my life gets. And it feels like it's, it's lighter. a whole cool journey. And it's so, yeah, it's fascinating. It's definitely an interesting journey, like mm-hmm. the spiritual path. Um, I was actually, I was curious because you, you're a nurse. Mm-hmm. Are you still working in nursing at all? No, I, okay. I left nursing. I just, um, I mean, I might go back into it and from a more holistic standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this time, I <laughs> my spiritual path took me on a completely different direction than what I, you know, yeah, thought originally I was going to do. So yeah. well, I was just curious because, like, I work in healthcare as mm-hmm. well, and like the pandemic when that came up, it really just re like ripped me mm-hmm. right through like my core and was like, this is not working for you anymore. Like, mm-hmm. this is not where you need to be. And like, I've moved some stuff around. I'm still doing like, some pretty damn work. Like, I mm-hmm. I think I told you with some elderly people, and I just every time I go, I'm like, oh, I know, like. I just, it's just crazy to me that I went down that path because I was really just chasing a paycheck and it was just like, I put myself through years and years of like just Mm -hmm. feeling miserable and like now I've kind of like reorganized some stuff around and I'm working with pediatrics and that Mm -hmm. brings more fulfillment to me and like I have other things going on, but Mm -hmm. it's just so, um, even in that, like a sense, like I've just been observing what's going on, like after the pandemic and with people leaving the field and like Mm -hmm. these short like staffing going on and like Mm -hmm. how much people have to like actually it's just it's just like the whole topic is just crazy to me (laughs) it gets it's pretty complex yeah to say the least um yeah I I would say a lot of people specifically in the past couple years have realized a lot of jobs and even relationships or, you know, mm-hmm. situations that they were in that they're just like, what am I doing? Like, people had time to think. Yeah. Whereas yeah. before, when you're in the 9 to 5, got to go to work, got to mm-hmm. get this done, you, you don't have enough energy, time, consciousness to really address it. You're just so focused on, got to wake up, got to do work tomorrow. Yeah. Not completely ignoring any sign that you don't feel motivated, yeah. you mm-hmm. don't want to get up, you're miserable, you come home, you don't have time for your family. Like, people miss all these signs along the way. And, like, mm-hmm. I believe there's hard work to get somewhere. And then I believe that... When you're overstaying, you're welcome somewhere. Yeah. When it's like clearly the energy doesn't want you there and you don't want to be there. But sometimes it takes a lot of faith to yeah. take a step in a different mm-hmm. direction. When I quit my job in nursing, I knew I had to. I was completely confident in the fact that I had to leave. Yeah. And I had nothing lined up Yeah. at the time. Yeah. But I knew in that moment, so much so that my boss, she was like, well, what are you going to do? I was like, yeah. I don't know. But I knew I had right. to leave. Yeah. And then it was funny because three days later, I had someone reach out for me was that um, before, to share a room with Reiki. Before um, the pandemic? Just like, um, no, it was like during during, during. it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of when it was. But it, it was definitely during it. But um, yeah. I'm just curious. I, I, I almost like feel like I've observed like this whole system like in general. I feel like there's so much toxicity out there being pushed at us mm-hmm. where 
consuming these things that are making us unhealthy. We're ending up in hospitals, mm-hmm. and there's not enough people to take care of people mm-hmm. anymore. Nobody wants to put themselves through it, yeah. like the actual tough work of like taking care of these people once they get sick. Mm-hmm. It's so tiring, and then the more people that step away from the you know the healthcare field, it seems like now they're like. I'll go online and I'll see these crazy sign-on bonuses and people are paying like so much money yeah. per hour to the point where I'm like, oh my God, like I mm-hmm. almost like consider it. And then I was like, no, that's yeah. like selling my soul. <laughs> like yeah. I can't do oh, that. Yeah. But like people are, they're going to buy, like buy into it. And mm-hmm. that's like, that's how desperate the system is right now. And I've had multiple jobs that were from the past, like reach out to me. Like, do you, are you looking for work? Are you looking for work? Everybody's looking for mm-hmm. like help. And it's just crazy to me that there's not enough people to like put the work in. Mm-hmm. People are becoming more self-aware now. Mm -hmm. But I kind of wanted to talk with you as well, Kim, about I know that you're really into astrology and looking at your charts. And so Mm -hmm. how has you, how how has it been for you knowing, you know, your sun sign, your moon sign and (laughs) all that stuff? How has it really helped you with your spiritual journey? Oh, that has really helped me out tremendously because... I, I don't know like a ton about it, but mm-hmm. I know my basics. I know my basic like lay, like chart layout yeah. and stuff. Um, but once I found out and like what I was for my sun, my moon, my rising, mm-hmm. I noticed a lot of patterns in my life. Mm-hmm. And I also noticed that like what I was feeling was actually just parts of my personality that yeah. I used to fight. Mm-hmm. And yeah. instead I've learned to embrace certain areas and then notice what my strengths and my weaknesses are. Like, mm-hmm. Like, I personally don't, like, worship astrology, but I like to use it as a tool to get to know myself better Mm -hmm. so I can know areas where I need strength in. Yeah. And I notice patterns of, you know, depending on my moon sign, my rising sign, of people around me that I interacted better with or worse with or, you know, just, Mm -hmm. like, I notice, for example, Gemini's. Like, specifically with Gemini's, I do really well as a coworker and just as a friend. They're really mentally stimulating for me. You know, so I've noticed that pattern. Um, mm-hmm. A few of my closest friends have the exact same moon sign as me. Like, wow. a lot of us. A mm-hmm. lot of people in the psychic field and stuff or, you know, the holistic field, a lot of them I've met are all Pisces moon people. Wow. You know? So it's it's really crazy, it crazy to see a lot of that. crazy how your energy attracts to that and you don't even mm-hmm. know it? When I well, did, it's familiar. You feel comfortable. It, yeah, right. exactly. I know when I was doing my human design, I so many of my best friends are projectors. I'm like, wow, that's so crazy. Oh, that's that right. Too. Yeah, you have that yeah. um, that app thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. So it's just really cool to become more self-aware. And I think becoming more self-aware and like you said, mm-hmm. knowing your strengths and weaknesses, it really helps you just with your spiritual path as well. Right. And how you give and receive energy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because I think some people are designed to have certain strengths and people are designed to have certain weaknesses too. And you just have to find out what they are. And Mm -hmm. it helps you in general, like when it even comes to relationships, because then you can communicate this to people. Yeah. So it's not like you're finding it out like while you're in it with them and you're like, oops, I'm like this. That's pretty bad. Like you just kind of know you're like, this is what works for me. This is what doesn't work for me. You know, it's kind of Mm -hmm. a little bit easier, I think, when it comes to like friendships and stuff too even, you know. Yeah, it's, easier to be able it's a to communicate huge it. part knowing yeah, yourself if, because mm-hmm. if you don't know you, how are you not gonna, aware of it? Exactly. How are you gonna yeah. bring someone into your life? <laughs> right. And expect them to know who you are if you don't even yeah. know yourself. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you really want to highlight? Um, not necessarily. I would just want people to know that, you know, the spiritual path does get rough at times. Like yeah. it really challenges you emotionally I would say another difficult thing people have to deal with is kind of losing attachment to this world and I don't mean in like a non-grounded sense I mean Mm -hmm. that like recognizing that everything is kind of an illusion Mm -hmm. um the illusion of security whether it's in relationships money Mm -hmm. jobs like you know housing cars things that we have it's really like 
an illusion. Mm -hmm. And once you can learn how to master detachment from that, but Mm -hmm. still operate in this world, Mm -hmm. like you'll realize you feel a lot lighter, even though it's really tough to manage and navigate. Mm -hmm. And it's a a tough pill to swallow. It's still like, it feels spiritually lighter. Your your Mm -hmm. spirit will appreciate it. And a lot of us are living in the physical world right now. Like mm-hmm. what we see here, smell, taste, and touch. Yep. And so like you were saying, money is just an energy. So it's like mm-hmm. really just like moving your frequency higher and aligning mm-hmm. with that and bringing yep. it into your experience. And I find like visualization and meditation mm-hmm. really help to bring what we want into our life so much faster than any physical thing could do. And like putting the work and putting the effort in, it's like, mm-hmm. no, you have to believe it's going to be, ha- it's going to happen for you and yep. it could be possible. So I feel like there's a, a mix of both of those two. I mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. So. Or just the yeah. fact that like anything can change and like, yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. Like and you have to trust it. that it's designed for you, yeah. which is not always fun. Oh, and I don't like, like I it. I just got this new car and I love it so much. And then you get an accident and then you have to mm-hmm. like detach from the fact that, you know, this was a lesson or something, mm-hmm. you know. You don't own anything here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think you do, but you don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the pandemic itself, I feel like that really was just like a... Mm-hmm. And just like anything, like look at these people in Florida with their houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't know that was going to happen. And all of a sudden all their stuff's underwater. It's like you I can't know. control it. And mm-hmm. you have to like just move forward mm-hmm. and learn and mm-hmm. kind of embrace that it's specifically designed to help you in some way and that's like a tough pill to swallow especially if it's something so like Mm -hmm. devastating and that's like being conditional and unconditional I don't know if you want to speak to that a little bit in which way and just like there's a lot of for example like if you're in a relationship a lot of people like to manipulate other people and Mm -hmm. like you you can you have to let go right it's you have to let go and let them be themselves and that's just being unconditionally loving you can right. love someone unconditionally without being in their life, okay. you know? And I think yeah. a lot of people think unconditional love means you accept unacceptable behavior. That's mm-hmm. not the case. It's like, you know yourself, if you do, hopefully, um, <laughs> you communicate that to the person. If it doesn't work for them, you say, well, I still care about you, but this doesn't work mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you surrender the outcome, you know, mm-hmm. or if you're, let's say you're getting to know someone and this is what we all tend to do. A lot of times we're getting to know someone. We assume we know the outcome of this dynamic. And it may be nothing like that. And we also yeah. have to trust in that. But Exactly. That's a huge, like, thing, too, for people these days. Like, just, like you said, like, having that expectation. Oh, this is going to go somewhere. Like, I see yeah. so many people on, like, apps and stuff, dating mm-hmm. or whatever. And they get, like, such attached to an outcome that, like, when it doesn't mm-hmm. go the way they think it's going to go. They get upset, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. That's what Ed talked about on the show. He's like, just surrender the outcome like just don't expect anything you know and mm-hmm. it makes you live just so much more freely and happier yeah so. yeah it, it allows for more natural energetic movement in the moment to happen mm-hmm. because then you know a lot of times when you have an outcome you start fighting energy and then you start getting frustrated because it's not exactly how you wanted it yeah mm-hmm. agreed mm-hmm. and that's why it's good to be able to just let go mm-hmm. and let things be but um, thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. And so for thank our you. listeners who want to connect with you, do you have a website or your Instagram, Facebook? Right now Instagram? I'm kind of on pause. Um, They can find my business page on um, Unleash Your Spirit 
um, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So it's on there um, if they really need to reach me. Right now I'm kind of on pause, just I got a lot of family stuff going on right now, yeah. but eventually I'll be going more maybe online to start yeah. again, you know, and doing some spiritual counseling and stuff. I so. love that. Okay, <laughs> so, well, thank you for joining us. Um, and to our, all of our listeners, thank you for listening to our episode. If you like it, please give us a like and subscribe for more. Um, until next time, we're sending you love and light. Thank Hi you. Guys. Thanks.